Hello, my name is Matro Chambers, and you are listening to the E-Chamber Podcast, where the aim is to encourage, educate, and even entertain. All subjects are on the table, anything from faith, culture, life experience, etc. I hope you enjoy this episode, and don't forget to subscribe. Hello, hello, you are listening to the E-Chamber Podcast, and this is episode number seven. And to be honest, this subject that I'm going to speak on is a delicate subject, but it's a powerful subject. And I, you know, want to make sure that any subject that I talk on, I'm not an expert on things. I don't like using that word. Some of it you can argue is um, some modest humility or perception of that to not claim to be an expert but it's also a reality that through as I stated before various conversations and very pers- various perspectives you can learn that you know you think you know a lot about a subject but you really don't know as much and you know I like to really prepare the best way I can but the more that I try to prepare or think about this subject I realize that there's aspects of it I don't know so it's I can't cover everything in this short time it's something that's been debated something that you can argue um, people don't always understand if people understand they don't always know how to practice people don't always know how to practice or they do practice it's not always consistent so the subject I am talking about is forgiveness uh and there are some, uh, for some of us, that's been a theme this weekend. Uh, when I went to church, the class that I teach was for the youth, it came up. And the reason why I don't want to focus on why it came up as much is because I didn't want to be, I don't want this podcast to be about reporting news or reacting to current events. Just, just as they occur so rapidly because the main reason is I don't want to, because sometimes with those different outlets, whether it's um, news stations or blogs or Twitter, whatever, you know, entity is trying to report news. Sometimes to be first, they are not always factual or they just offer one perspective and just one narrative. And even if it's just one person listening to me, I owe it to that one person to try my best to think about something enough to speak on it that I'm not just offering a random perspective that was not um, thought about carefully. And I like to consider myself somebody that can be sensitive to different perspectives. And even when I'm on this podcast, I'm not just saying whatever I want, just venting or ranting. Uh, I'm aware that the subject of forgiveness is a, it, once I just say that word, depending on where you are in your life, in that experience, um, whether you are somebody that did an offense or if you're somebody that you have um, been the victim of an offense, uh, it, it, it's, it's a very delicate subject. Um, to say the least. 
And in talking to different people, I realized that everyone has different perspectives on the theme of forgiveness. And I really think that, you know, it's something that's worth talking about. But I want to kind of state right off the top that it's not, I can't cover everything. It's just, um, we're just going to approach some idea of this perspective and see where it goes. Um, maybe I have to break this up into several parts. Maybe there's some other, maybe something I'll pick up later where I get someone else's. That's the idea of forgiveness. So, one definition of forgiveness says forgiveness is a conscious and deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or a group that has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve it or not. So, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, even when I when I read that, I'm thinking to myself um, about forgiveness on both sides. So I want to be a little bit. Um, I want to unpack this a little bit more, because when you talk about forgiveness, there are certain things that we have to agree on universally in the sense to say to to at least be on the same page because whether you agree like if you're going to be a deep like deep in philosophy and say well is that really an apple or is it really an orange well if we're going to agree we're going to label this um, red or green um, fruit from this tree an apple let's just call it an apple and be on the same page let's you know so there's some things that i want to say on the same page you may disagree but i wanted to kind of say what the perspective I'm coming from Uh, firstly I will say that one of the reasons why um, the idea of forgiveness is is something that uh, I find a very sensitive and delicate subject that I am very conscious conscious about what I communicate about that is because one uh, I'm a Christian and I believe that Jesus died for my sins and one of the ultimate acts is that on Calvary where he um, in his act gave me forgiveness for not only the sins that I've committed but the sins I will commit and because of that act I believe I will inherit eternal life because of that so it's something that I understand not everybody will agree with, especially if you're not a Christian. If you're a Christian, that is the essence of the gospel. If you don't believe that, then <laughs> um, the gospel will be difficult to receive. But if it's something that you receive, then to be honest, when I was younger in church, the idea of the gospel, like I got it, understood it, but you know, I was young. You know what was the what was the worst I was doing stealing cookies or something like that. So I wasn't really aware of the sins. Uh, went to high school, got older, very conscious and aware of the ways that I have messed up and to receive from what I believe deep in my heart is the forgiveness of God. It it has changed my perspective, not just in Christianity of how I deal with people because. Scripture reveals because we've been forgiven a lot, we love much because um, that's 
we anyone that has been on the end of forgiveness especially with somebody in whom you are close sometimes you have a deeper uh closeness to that person that looked over a wrong that you did so rather than get it any further let me just kind of take it back but i'm just saying that that is part of my perspective and also i would like to include the fact that i'm a child and youth worker so many of my clients in the past i've been doing this now for 15 years i know <laughs> uh, but many of my clients even within the past have um been a, um victims of offenses and you know seeing the hurt the pain the trauma when you talk about forgiveness from that perspective it's not something very easy nor is it something that i go into that setting and say well the bible says no no, no. it's a completely different um way to approach it though i believe universally it is the same but as a believer it's it's different the way we understand it but some things are similar so here's the thing number one we understand that humans are flawed okay humans are flawed whether you think it is initially just just how people are or you think nature or you think it's both humans are flawed so if we agree on that the fact that humans are flawed we understand that humans will hurt each other it doesn't matter there are some people who you will deem your enemy or there are some people who are very vindictive in terms of there are some people who will go out and just they're purposely trying to hurt you but even with people all my married people or anyone that's been in family you can have people that love each other care about each other and want the best and still offenses come so we're establishing that humans are not perfect um though we are capable of great things we understand in essence that we are flawed and we also establish that we can offend each other whether it's malicious or incidental we can do things to hurt each other um so so we understand that so when you start talking about forgiveness we already see that we already look at it um establish those two fundamental things then when you start to talk about those offense and the fact that people can hurt you the only way you do not deal with the aspect of forgiveness is to literally go and like live somewhere on your own just absolutely on your own you you don't interact with anyone at all because once you interact with anyone anyone even a dog <laughs> even a pet <laughs> like you interact with anyone you're gonna have to deal with the issue of forgiveness the bible says at one point it says in luke 17 verse 1 uh, jesus actually is sharing he says then he said to his disciples it is impossible that no offenses should come but woe to him through whom they do come so he's saying jesus is even saying offenses are going to come things are going to happen but woe is like you know, like a warning to the person that does cause offenses so everyone would everyone would establish to say you know what i understand we're making mistakes but honestly i don't want to be the one that is perpetrating or somebody that is the one that is causing the offenses hurting somebody so 
we understand all of that on the foundation. So when you start to talk about the aspect of forgiveness, we're all going to be offended. Someone's always going to do something. And when you start talking about those offenses, there's two things to consider. The nature of the relationship that I have with you and the severity of the offense. Those are two things that you should start to frame about the idea of forgiveness. So the nature of our relationship. Um, I could be a complete stranger or it can be my wife or it can be my sibling. It all matters. But the nature of a relationship matters because the closer you are, sometimes when a person hurts you, the closer you are, it hurts much more. But it also, when it comes to forgiveness, the closer you are to be able to move on and to keep a relationship with that person, forgiveness is necessary because forgiveness in one simple way is, is to wipe away in a way to wipe away what happened and to almost restore it back to the way it used to be. That would be um, the best way. So those of you who are close to maybe a family member, you're married, whatever the case is, you think if you hurt someone's feelings and you know you were wrong in that situation, the way you would want to receive, so we're talking about receiving forgiveness, you would want that person to um, let go any resentment or anger that they have and they want them to just forget about it. So you think about, I think about times in which I've done something and I screwed up and you're anxious and you feel bad and you feel guilt and you feel shame and you're saying, man, I really messed up. And you, and you tell a person, uh, I'm wrong what I did. I shouldn't have done that. I'm asking that you forgive me. And you know the feeling when the person says, I forgive you and move on. Now, some people say they forgive you and then a the relationship's different and it's never the same. Some people forgive you and they let it go and your relationship's back to the same. And it feels great because now it's been restored. So that would be, you know, what to do. That would no. That would be one of the highest forms of forgiveness to restore it back to the way the relationship was before. But when you're somebody that's a perfect stranger, it's a lot difficult. So if the, the offense is very high and you're a perfect stranger, it may be harder. It may be easier. It depends on your perspective. I'm not here to say um, what you have to feel. But you were already seeing that those dynamics start to change when it comes to forgiveness. Now, when you consider the level of offense, uh, and one of the young people kind of pointed this out when I was um, teaching a class because we were talking about the idea, does God have a time limit on how long? And there's scripture that says, don't let your son go down on your wrath. And to say that is a little bit, there's a, you can look at it almost like a 24-hour cycle. But... God understands that there are some offenses that it is not rational to expect that a person is going to let go of the resentment, the hurt, the pain, or the trauma of that level of offense in a 24-hour cycle. So, for instance, if you see me on the street and you say, hey, you're a sucky driver, or you're, you're an idiot, or whatever, you say something that, you know, if I'm a well-balanced individual... I should be able to get over that in a day, it, you know, move on past that in a day. But if someone hurts um, a loved one of mine or, you know, you know do, does something 
a little bit more extreme, I, I, I'm going to struggle to get through that whole process of resentment within me um, in one day. And for those of you who are aware, whether you experience it or not, that, that resentment that you can feel, that hurt, that trauma that you feel for someone, you can feel that for a lifetime, for a, for a long time. And I'm not talking about just hanging on things just to hang on to. I'm talking about what you're actually experiencing. It could be very hard. So that's a part of it when it comes to forgiveness. So um, I think that we, we, we got the offense, we got the relationship, we got all those aspects. So now, like, when we come to actually forgiveness, I believe my personal code, and I don't tell anyone to do this i don't tell people how or sh when they should forgive someone i i offer advice if you're a christian i offer the biblical perspective i'll pray with you if you're not a christian if you're um, someone i work with i'll give um more clinical base but when you're somebody that have been um the victim of something I don't force the idea of forgiveness on that person because that person has to work through that the, the resentment or anger, all those things that are natural of depending on the level of offense. They have to work through that, and if you force them through that, then it's 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 not um, it's not really forgiveness if you force them through that. Just like let's say I I, I do something wrong to my wife. And I'm like, you need to let that go. You just, you know, you need to, I can't force her through that process. Um, if you're somebody that has been the, the perpetrator or the person that uh, caused the offense, you apologize sincere from your heart, but then you have to let that person go through that process. And, you know, some people may feel more comfortable in telling a person, well, you should just let that go. I don't do that. That's kind of my personal code. Because the the victim is the person that is, um, it, they're the person in the Lord's seat. They're the person that's hurting. They're the person that is is um, need of more care and sensitivity because they have been wronged. Once again, remembering the degrees of the offense and the relationship. So I don't force that on the person. And I'm already looking at the time, so I'm going to have to wrap up very close. <laughs> so we're going to have to continue this another time. But... Once again, I don't force that on somebody. I, I let them kind of go at their own pace. But something else I want um, you um, also to consider that one of the reasons why we struggle with sometimes forgiving people is because if you embrace forgiveness the way that I understand it, um. <laughs> If somebody has wronged you, you don't want, it almost feels like you're giving them a pass in what they did if you forgive them in the way that we would want to be forgiven. You like you forget like it hasn't happened. And you may never forget. You may never forget. But you you become at peace with whatever happened in a way like it didn't happen. And depending on the level of what happened, that may, that may be a lifetime goal and you know, certain things, if you never get to that place, um, 
God knows, as a believer, God knows for those who are believers, and they're saying, God knows, and, and, and I believe God will, with his grace, work through that situation with you. If you're not a Christian, and it's something you work through your whole life, um, there, are, um, there are other ways in which you can deal with that, um, that are healthy, but the key in all of this is the level of resentment or pain or anger and trauma if it starts to get in the way of your life for a long period of time, then sometimes forgiveness is the best option, not for the person that has offended you. Forgiveness becomes the best option for you because you are trying to get free of that. You are trying to get the anger out, the resentment out, the revenge out, the trauma out. And for many people, myself included to certain levels of offenses i can't say it to all level of offenses have spoke about when they forgive it is able they're able to let go certain things does it make what that person did right no but they saw that unforgiveness was impacting them and there are some clinical studies that suggest that unforgiveness has a negative effect on your body there are some um, as Christians, there's some spiritual um, consequences for unforgiveness. There's a lot of things for unforgiveness. And when I say that, somebody that's in a situation where someone's hurt you, if you try to push through un- push for forgiveness because you're afraid of those consequences and it's not a natural progression of something that you've actually come to peace with, you can't force it. It has to be something that you become at peace with. And all of us know when you have been forgiven or you forgive someone, when it's something that you're truly at peace with, you, you feel a weight off of you. If someone forces me to say, just forgive that person, I'm like, okay, I feel the and I don't feel better, then, then maybe I didn't really forgive the person. Will you feel perfect? You might not feel perfect. But when you let it go, you should feel a difference eventually because you're not hanging on to that same resentment. So if you, you know, you... um a lot of us drive. You drive on the road. Someone cuts you off and they give you the middle finger or they do something really offensive and you're angry. You're angry, angry. You feel the anger with inside of you. But then they start to drive and you think, oh, maybe they're a sillier driver or maybe they're having a bad day and you start to let go. You feel the anger go away. If you don't, you can be driving. You get home at the middle of the night and you are still upset. You are still fuming about something. And the reality of it is I believe it's I believe ultimately it's the devil. Um, sorry to get too spiritual on people, but I believe it's the enemy that wants to put resentment, the the, the venomous um, resentment, hate within our heart is he, he, he helps orchestrate offenses sometimes to do that because now, you have this hate and this anger within your heart and you didn't even you didn't even do anything wrong but now this has happened and now you're at this place where you're very upset and sometimes and this is going to sound kind of bad but sometimes you have to think almost selfishly for yourself because sometimes people think about I don't want to forgive that person because I don't want to give that person a pass think about you what is unforgiveness doing to you if it's doing something negative to you, then you need to do something about it for you, 
for you, not for them, for you. If it's hurting you, if it's hurting your ability to connect with other people, if it's hurting your ability to move on with your life, if it's hurting your ability to sleep, is it, it's hurting your ability to sleep, um, to eat, if it's hurting you, then you have to explore the option of forgiveness, not for the other person's benefit, but for yourself. And I think there's much more that we can, I can discuss <laughs> about forgiveness and maybe I'm going to get someone else on, but that's kind of what I want to consider. You, you consider the level of the offense, the nature of the relationship. You can, you consider, um, what forgiveness would do for you personally. And then you would make that decision. If you're a Christian, I suggest praying about it but also speaking to someone about it. If you're not a Christian, maybe you need to stop, talk to a professional about it because it, you don't want what someone else did to rob you any further, speaking to the victim. If you are somebody that you're seeking forgiveness because you've done something wrong and the person hasn't forgiven you, all you can do is apologize and if it's not a sincere apology, don't apologize because you're just sometimes that's just you're just causing the offense over again. But you sincerely apologize and you give that person the space and the time to do that. If you're somebody that you're not going to see them again, there's nothing you can do. Um, if you're somebody that you do see them and you're depending on the relationship, you have to give that person space and you have to respect that because the person's going to want to, you know, see sorry one last point <laughs> okay i can go further i can go on and on but the person is going to see if there's a behavior change because what about repeated offenses that's a whole another thing i can't even get into it but let me just say this one thing we talked about in our youth class was the fact that sometimes the most loving thing you can do for somebody is not put them in the position to do a repeated offense so let's say you keep stealing from me and I keep forgiving you, and you keep stealing from me, and I keep forgiving you. The idea is that if I forgive you, the relationship is back where it is, so I'm going to trust you around my stuff because I forgive you. But what we talked about is if you keep doing it, it's possible that you have an issue with stealing. So the most loving thing I can do is not put my wallet around you because I said, hey, listen, you have a problem with stealing things, and it's a struggle for you. I see that. We see that with evidence based on your repeated offenses. So I'm not taking this away as strict resentment towards you. I'm taking this away because it's it's going to help you and it's going to help um, our relationship. Because if you keep doing it, I'm going to get upset. And you're struggling with this. So the best thing I can do is not put you in position. So sometimes the best thing you can do if you do end a relationship, it's not off of resentment. Sometimes the best thing you're doing in that situation is say, hey, listen, for whatever reason, um, we can't be in a relationship the way it used to be, whether it is someone you were dating or, 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 you know, whatever the case is, say, we don't work. So to be better off, we can't have the same relationship or, you know, but let's just stay with that. You're not doing it just, I'm mad at that person. I'm trying to get them back. You're saying, you know what? This is this is healthier for both of us. We have to put some boundaries up. We have to do certain things. This is going to help you. This is going to help me. So I can go on and on about forgiveness. This is just the tip of an uh, iceberg. And I don't want um, 
anyone to be listening to this and say, you know what, he didn't touch on this and he didn't touch on that. I probably didn't, but I hope some of the things I've caused, I thought, I hope that I've gotten you to at least consider certain things and, you know, consider the idea that forgiveness is something powerful, but you want to dig into it a little bit deeper. If you're somebody that's struggling to forgive someone or you're somebody that's waiting on someone to forgive them, you might want to look into the subject a little bit more and understand that it is something that it can be very simple. Hey, you, you step on my toe. Hey, I forgive you. But it can also be something that is a longer process where you've hurt me deeply. I've hurt you deeply and you need time to heal. Just like a wound, it needs time to heal. That's it for this week. Don't forget to subscribe and I'll see you next week.